Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin. Yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hockert. How are you doing today, Greg? I'm doing good, Tanner. How was your how was your Thanksgiving? It was solid. Watched a good football game. Uh, one of my best friends, Michael Zeman, he's the running back for Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado. And he had himself a day, scored a touchdown, broke Austin Eckler's uh, touchdown records in the state of Colorado. So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it was a good, good weekend. How about you? It was good. Also watched a lot of football, but not uh, not in person. <laughs> all from uh, all from my grandparents' couch in Minnesota. Nice. <laughs> so we were up there hanging out with family. Um, big family Thanksgiving. So had a good time. Nice, nice. And yeah, so that's that's kind of the reason we missed out last week was we were both. Well, I went home. Greg went to Minnesota, and so. We didn't we didn't get a chance to hook up last week, but we were not able to record the holidays and family. They uh, took precedence, um, but yeah, we missed uh, an eventful week week prior. Yeah, um, it was. Don't worry, it was not because um, OSU lost Bedlam, <laughs> and and I was I'm not over two on my lock of the week picks. Uh, that's not why we didn't record it. It was because of Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, yep. And we're just gonna kind of move past that excuse me we're gonna move past that week but uh there's a at we just finished up with the regular season in the big 12 well regular season everywhere but obviously this is a big 12 podcast so there's there's gonna be a a lot maybe a lot of new faces a lot of changes within the big 12 greg you want to kind of talk about that a little bit yeah things are things are gonna get pretty crazy off the field and we'll get a We'll get more into it um, later on as the offseason really comes into full swing. I mean, right now, obviously, conference championship weekend, all the focus is on the playoff. Um, but the schools that um, are not playing this weekend, I mean, there's uh, moving pieces everywhere, namely the transfer portal, coaching changes for a few schools, potentially, uh, namely, possibly West Virginia, I think would be the most likely uh, nothing's been confirmed there yet, uh, but they had a change in their um, athletic director position. Uh, so who knows? Um, but yeah, transfer portal, big deal. We'll we'll, we'll probably hop more into that when um, uh, when bull season is wrapping up. Yeah, for sure. That'll be that'll be something to talk about. But there's, I mean, just around the country, there's been a lot of a lot of players who have already jumped into the portal. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest it's ever been this year. And I mean, you already saw it this year with TCU. I mean, brand new coach, a couple of transfers, Max Duggan sticks it out. And all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're, they're uh, they go from uh bottom of the big 12 to a uh, potential, potential playoff spot. So yeah, for sure. Well, so let's, let's go ahead and move on to the big 12 scoreboard from, from week 12. Um, let's go ahead and start off with the, the Friday game. Uh, Baylor at Texas. What 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 do we got here, Greg? So unfortunately, we aren't able to recap our predictions because we didn't officially make any um, this past week. 
Uh, I don't know how valid it is me saying it off the off the record. I did have Texas in this game though. <laughs> uh-huh. so of course you did. I'm gonna have to redeem myself from that one and four week prior. Um, but no, so uh, this game went back and forth um, early, uh, very often. Uh, Baylor started out uh, with a lot of momentum. Started out nine to zero after Quinn Ewers got a um, intentional grounding penalty called on him. Uh, while standing in the end zone, which resulted in a safety. Got to have um, a little bit more awareness there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He was in a tough spot. He was in a tough spot, um, but just threw it to a side of the field where no one was at. Um, so it was a pretty easy call. Um, but, hey, Tanner, Texas did what we asked them to do. What, you know, uh, you know, coaching coaching from our couches. It's <laughs> it's, it's not – we're – we're not usually right on a lot of these things, but we were right on this one. They ran the ball with Bijan Robinson. They did, and I, I found this kind of interesting. Probably, probably a halftime adjustment. They said, "Why not? It's, it's Bijan's senior day, presumably. Um, let's 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 give him some run in the second half." So overall, Bijan had twenty nine carries, but he had twenty two in the second half. So that that meant he carried the ball seven times the first half, twenty two in the second half. Ended up going for 179 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what a day. Yeah. I mean, if that was his, which more than likely was his last game um, in um, in Austin, at least. Not and Who knows about the bowl game with players sitting out nowadays. But could have been his last game in a Texas uniform. And if so, he went out with a bang. Um, and I think that Texas, they ran the ball 48 times compared to only 16 passes. Uh, so clearly a change in um, offensive coaching. I mean, like you said, it could have been a halftime adjustment, um, but not the way they were playing earlier in the year. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it essentially Texas fought through. They pulled one out, which hasn't necessarily been the case all year. No, I mean, they fought through adversity, which I think the biggest knock on Texas teams in the last, you know, 10, 12 years, but specifically these last couple of years, especially with Steve Sarkeesian, has been you get them in a hole, you're, you're probably going to win because uh, they don't fight through adversity very well. But Baylor had them in a hole uh, at home, uh, senior day, uh, decent crowd considering it was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, weather wasn't great. Um, Baylor got them in a hole, but they fought back and um, played really well to do so because Baylor you know, Big 12 preseason favorites. Uh, I think their defense, uh, I, despite giving up what they did on the ground to Bijan and, and Roshan Johnson, I think their defense is still one of the stronger units in the conference. Uh, so really good performance from Texas. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the dreary game that took place in Stillwater this weekend. So West Virginia, Oklahoma State, rained the entire game it was like a monsoon out there they probably had what would you say over under ten thousand fans were in the stadium under and and it was announced that there were fifty five thousand tickets sold which i mean technically (laughs) it depends on how you do the count it depends on how you do the count there were not fifty five thousand people in attendance that's a fact that's true um yeah this game i think probably out of there was rain all around Big 12 country um, this weekend, but by far and away, the timing of this game and the location of this game, it was the hardest rain, the ugliest game. Um, Oklahoma State still threw the ball a lot. 
40, despite, 42 despite all the rain with their true freshman quarterback, Garrett Rangel, who made the start. Uh, Spencer Sanders, presumably injured. Um, from Again, this isn't um, confirmed by anyone uh, at OSU, but uh, presumably toughed it out for the Bedlam game. Right. Threw the ball nearly 70 times. Which, that's insane. With a bum shoulder um, and then sat out his senior day. Um, still to be determined what he'll do next year. But Garrett Rangel threw the ball 42 times in the pouring rain. Um, pretty inefficient, as you would expect for a true freshman in those conditions. 18 for 42. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, well, he didn't throw any interceptions, at least. There you go. Um, <laughs> had, a, had a little bit of a miscue um, handing the ball off to a running back. But again, that could very well just be slippery football. Yep. Um, West Virginia, I, I think this game, it was very even. West Virginia, the biggest difference is they broke off two They're big bro- runs in the third quarter. Just back-to-back <laughs> drives. Runs for forty plus yards. I think I don't. I don't remember the exact um, yardage on them, but uh, I think that broke the game away. And because of the conditions and OSU starting a freshman quarterback, they weren't quite able to fight back. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of crazy. I was watching the game on my phone while I was at my buddy's game, and I looked down, saw Jalen Anderson run the first one, looked up, looked back down, and I thought they were showing a replay. <laughs> I seriously thought they were showing a replay. He broke one off again. They might as well have. I, mean, I it was they were identical runs. Um, and despite that, OSU's defense played really well. Um, West Virginia's defense also played really well. Uh, West Virginia rolled out two quarterbacks. They played a combination of Garrett Green and their true freshman. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but first name's Nico. He was highly recruited out of Arizona. Um, but yeah, the two of them. Uh, split snaps. Um, neither were super impressive, but again, it's it's hard to judge with the conditions that they yeah. played in. So. Yeah, for sure, I totally agree. Um, honestly, that even though it could have been Neil Brown's last game at West Virginia, that's that's still a good program win. It's it's important for them. Um, they, to, yeah, they could have thrown in the white flag for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, four and four and seven prior to that game. I mean, you're. More than likely not going to a bowl game. It could be your head coach's last game. Not a lot of reason. I mean, not a and lot. Then, to and play then you for. Add, and then you had the rain. It's yeah. an eleven a.m. game. There's not a lot to get to get up for. And and they and they did so good on good on them yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Credit to West Virginia there. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know how much we really need to say about this game. Uh, TCU versus Iowa State. TCU rocks them so much for uh, the best defense in the Big Twelve. I mean, you might as well just call them the best offense in the Big 12 now, yeah. TCU. It's, so it's funny to me. I think, like you said, there's not a lot to break down from this game, 62-14. to 14. Um, the, the craziest part to me is that TCU at home was a 10-point favorite to, the, to what was and is the bottom team in the Big 12. I just it, – it makes me laugh because if you would have put Georgia – up against Vanderbilt or Michigan against Rutgers. Rutgers, it's what a thirty-point spread. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, if you bet on the TCU spread, that was a great bet. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, Max Duggan, very efficient and impressive game, um, which I think he needed to have to get some momentum heading into uh, what will be the biggest game of his life coming up. Um, threw for 213, three touchdowns. Uh, and then Iowa State, I mean, 
continued uh, what what they would probably say is a disappointing year. They turned the ball over three times, um, had a, a basically four. They, I, I don't think this officially counted as a turnover. They had a um, snap on a punt that went over the punter's head uh, and then missed two field goals. So not that if those didn't happen, Iowa State would have had a chance, but it would have been a much more respectable score. Right, right. Yeah, I mean... I- We'll, we'll we'll get to our our Big Twelve championship picks later on, but I don't know. I personally, you go undefeated in the regular season. I would love to say that you've cemented your spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, I I think we'll get to that later on. I I would think so too, especially with with what's happened around the country. Yeah. Um, but going undefeated in the Big Twelve is is no easy task. Um, and of course, I mean they. They escaped some really close games. Yep. Um, like the one that we missed last week. I mean, yeah, that game against Baylor. Yeah, you you run out your your field goal unit with I less mean, than twenty seconds, yeah. less than ten seconds, and you get it off, and it's good. I mean, that's just yeah. They had some really fortunate fortunate moments this year, and but I mean, at the end of the day, you you have to if you're going to go undefeated, if you're going to be in the playoff conversation, um, as uh, a, a team, a team like TCU that wasn't necessarily a preseason favorite, I mean, you're going to have to have a couple of things go your way. Um, double overtime win against OSU, running their kicker out last second to make a game winner on the road in Waco, um, and and many many more that I'm sure we missed. But uh, I mean, just twelve and zero is impressive, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, it's a big feat. Doesn't happen very often, especially in the Big Twelve. Where everybody plays everybody else. So, yeah. So now moving on to OU Tech. I, I thought that I ser- I thought this was a flashback to Baker and Mahomes. I mean, this was a wild one. Yeah. No. No defense uh, seemingly showed up uh, to Lubbock Saturday night, um, but the offenses certainly did. OU, I think, um, comes out. Blazing two like weeks they, in a row, like they did in Bedlam. Uh, opens up seventeen to zero. They're up twenty four to six at one point. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, when I was sitting on my couch Saturday, I saw it was, was twenty four to six. I was still watching OU and Tech, and once it uh, once it got to that point, I flipped over to Kansas Kansas State because <laughs> I in my mind I was like, this game's over. OU's running away with it. They just looked very impressive, and that's that's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Shook comes in, throws for a lot of yards. This is kind of interesting. Throws for a lot of yards, 436 to be exact, and only had two touchdowns. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. But Tech's running game was probably the biggest point on Tech's offense. Offense, But t- Dylan Gabriel, I mean, yeah. had hasn't had the best year. Just, just being fair, hasn't had the best year. But – Goes for four forty nine and six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it's shocking with those numbers um, that they didn't win the game. Honestly, I think if he has those numbers or half of those numbers even in um, any other game this year, I think it, I think it's an automatic win for OU. Yeah, uh, this was probably one of the worst outings for for both defenses. I I think it's funny, you know, you talk about the. Uh, Mahomes Mayfield game, it, it did look a lot like that, but we're not talking about 
OU's defense from 2016 or Tech's defense from 2016. Tech's had a good defense this year. They've yeah. given teams, TCU namely, a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to throw for, yeah, four, almost 450 yards and six touchdowns, that's and, – and not win the game. <laughs> I mean, that's – yeah, that, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. I definitely agree. Both both running games, like I like I mentioned, Tech's running game was solid for 163 yards between all of their their running backs and Tyler Shook. Um, but Eric Ray himself had 161, so just just kind of showing OU's OU's def- run defense and Tech's run defense also not not very solid. Yeah, I think um, I really liked what Tech did. Um, they threw in the wrinkle of. They threw in Donovan Smith at, um, well, I don't know what technically his position was. You know, he is the backup <laughs> quarterback. They threw him in uh, on the goal line in different packages where he lined up as a running back, went out, got passes, ended up catching a touchdown. Uh, so Tech, with their three quarterbacks, they played three quarterbacks this year. Uh, they are actually able to use two of them uh, in the game and, and ultimately helped them, helped them pull out the win uh, on a crazy last-second Field goal in overtime, um, but yeah, a good win for Tech. I think that's a lot of momentum for a program that hasn't had much in the last few years, um, and they and they definitely needed that going into bowl season. We'll see where they ended up, but um, yeah, it was good. Uh, probably the best best game of the um, of the week in terms of how close it was yeah. from the Big Twelve this last Saturday. Yeah, definitely, definitely the best game of the week. I mean, we had. Two of the five games, 20-point blowouts. Yeah, prob- probably the best game if you're if you're into offense. If, if you like defense, that was not that was not the game for you. Sorry. That's true. Sorry, Big Ten fans. That, <laughs> that's not the game for you. Um, so moving on, we got the – what is it? Yep, the last game to cover for this past weekend, K-State versus Kansas, the battle for the Governor's Cup. I mean, come on, man. K-State just – I mean, it was a close game at first, right? Came out close game, and then K State just ended up pulling away at the end. It was back and forth for a while. Um, Jalen Daniels um, starts the game, and I mean, both offenses um, scored on each other back and forth uh, for the first couple of drives, and I think ultimately, um, Jalen Daniels and Kansas's offense. I mean, they've had a great year. They have outperformed all expectations um, from ourselves. From tripled their projected win totals in yeah, Vegas. I, I, I mean, just they've had an amazing year, but ultimately they just weren't able to keep up. Uh, I think for Kansas to have had kept this closer, Jalen Daniels would have had to have gone off. Um, and now he played a good game. He he played a good game, especially considering he's still probably knocking off the rust after being out for. A month, a month and a half, but uh, for them to have made this close, he would have had to have played an amazing game. And, and ultimately, again, he played well, uh, but Kansas's defense was just not able to stop Will Howard, Deuce Vaughn, and and the rest of that offense. Yeah, this is kind of what I've been saying through this is now our third episode. The past two episodes, I I've been saying K State is one of the most disciplined teams in the Big Twelve, and yeah. I think I think that stays that that continues to be true through this past week. And most likely through uh, the Big Twelve Championship game, um, yeah, I K State just they they look solid. They've they've had some good 
some good momentum coming into this this Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I think Will Howard had another good game. I know I just mentioned him, but um, yeah, Will, I mean, comes in for Adrian Martinez when he got hurt against Baylor, and he's led the offense um, seamlessly almost, and I think he adds a different dimension uh, than uh, Adrian Martinez does. Definitely a little bit better of a passer, not as good of a runner, um, but I think Deuce Vaughn takes care of of the of the run game all by himself, uh, but Will Howard, uh, yeah, he's he's been he's been one of the best, I think, biggest surprises of the year um, for not only Kansas State but just Big Twelve football in general. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so kind of kind of clean ourselves of that. Then we're gonna go on to the the Big Twelve basketball scoreboard. We kind of we got two weeks to cover. Um, a lot of games, a lot yeah, of games. It's we, we won't, we won't, we won't mention every single one, but we'll talk about some notable, notable scores. And then as football season wraps up, and we get more into basketball, and especially when we get into conference play, when there's each each team will basically play two twice a week, twice a week, um, and they'll be playing each other. So real ultimately, less games to talk about. Um, so yeah, some of some of the notable ones. Uh, OSU loses to UCF. That's not. That's not. That doesn't sound notable, but when when you really think about it, they gave up a double digit lead. This is three out of the five games they've given up leads. Yeah. Like played in the I forget what the tournament was called. Bahamar in the Bahamas. Yep. Um, yeah, OSU gives up a huge lead um, and ultimately loses to uh, future Big Twelve. That's true. That's foe, true. UCF. Um, Baylor on that same evening, I believe, uh, drops one to Virginia. Um, I think that's the most points I've ever seen Virginia score in a basketball game. <laughs> Didn't know they were capable of that. 86 to 79, uh, Virginia wins. Yeah. And I, I, I just want to mention that Virginia is also a ranked team. So Baylor's Baylor right now after losing and then eventually, uh, beating, I think at the time, number five, UCLA, Baylor is number six. I I think at the time Virginia was like twenty three or twenty five somewhere in that yeah. range. So, not not a terrible loss, but there's there have been a lot of Big Twelve teams going up against uh, ranked opponents in the non conference, which is and, what you love to see, and ultimately looking pretty good too. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, shoot, Iowa State takes down number one North Carolina by five. I think that is the perfect game to summarize the Big Twelve conference in terms of basketball. Because you look at an unranked Big Twelve team, picked middle. I don't. I I don't have the preseason rankings memorized off the top of my head, but I think Iowa State was in the bottom three. Yeah, I think. Yep. And they take down the number one team in the country. I mean, and they come back in the second half to do so. They were down, came right? Back and won. I mean, yeah. That's just the Big Twelve is very well rounded. It's a gauntlet. It's 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 going to be. It's gonna be awesome once we get to conference, uh, conference play. Oh, and then I'm not. I think it was a couple days later. Iowa State then falls to UConn. UConn's also ranked. Um, UConn is undefeated. I believe they're up to they're eight, eight, eight now yeah. in the country. Which Oklahoma State plays them on Thursday. So that'll be that'll be a good matchup. Hopefully a good matchup. We'll see. Um, Kansas pulls off a buzzer beater against Wisconsin in overtime. Um, it was kind of crazy. Did you see that? Did you see that play? I did not actually see. I did not see the play. Wisconsin oh, is my wow. 
Wisconsin is my, they're always my March Madness team. They, <laughs> they are sometimes a sleeper, sometimes not a sleeper, but they're, they're, Wisconsin is a historically good basketball team. Um, but yeah, it was kind of crazy. Well, we love beating the Big Ten in anything. Yes, we do. I don't care what sport it is. It was just a sweet reverse layup with half a second left on the, on the clock. It was, it was great. Um, and then ultimately Kansas falls to Tennessee a couple of days later as well. I think you'll see a lot of this in, in, Throughout the, I mean, this is just kind of how the sport of basketball works. You're gonna, you're gonna be high one week, you can beat a team, and then just as easily lose uh, the following week or even the same week. So, I mean, we're gonna see that a lot in conference play. There won't be that one team necessarily that uh, continues to win, uh, win out. Um, you'll see a lot of, a lot of games go back and forth, and uh, teams will lose to teams that. Um, They'll split the series. Yep. Sorry, I, I, I lost my, no, you're good. my train of thought there. But they'll split the series. So it, it really will be a wild uh, basketball season. Yeah, and um, and that's that's nothing new. Also, with the Big 12 being the gauntlet that it is, it's there's going to be wins and losses all over the place. But I think kind of moving on to the ranked, the ranked Big 12 teams. So we have Kansas – or, whoa, excuse me, Texas at number two. Um, they've – they're undefeated. They yeah. they're undefeated. They're looking they're looking very good. Uh, Baylor at six, Kansas at nine, and then Iowa State coming in at twenty three. So, and I think you'll see more schools up there. Kansas State, I believe, is currently undefeated, and you'll see more schools up there as time goes on. I yeah. honestly think that. I mean, depending on how depending on how the rest of the non conference play goes, I mean, I think every single Big Twelve school certainly has a shot. Yeah. <laughs> to to be. Uh, to be up there in that top twenty-five, yeah. here pretty range. here pretty soon we'll have statistically a, ma- a majority of the teams in in the top twenty-five. Um, Greg, let's I think let's give the people what they've all been waiting for: our Big Twelve championship predictions and preview. And preview. We have uh, we have TCU minus two and a half uh, versus Kansas State in Jerry World. Um, That'll be an exciting game. We we were actually at the Big Twelve Championship last year. Packed we were, house. It was we very fun. I'm sure it's gonna be a great atmosphere this weekend. I am personally very excited for this game. I mean, it's a it's a unique matchup. We have not seen TCU and Kansas State and the Big Twelve Championship game before. This is Kansas State's first uh appearance in the Big Twelve Championship game since they've uh, started playing the game as of what was that 2017 yeah believe yep um so yeah TCU two and a half point favorites uh of course as is every big 12 championship game this is a rematch uh TCU took down Kansas State uh earlier in the year was it 38 28 I believe yep, yep. um and what was a very close game uh Kansas State actually was up 28 to 10. At one point in that game in Fort Worth, uh, ultimately TCU came back and won. Both Adrian Martinez and Will Howard went down in that game. Adrian Martinez went down, and I believe the first drive. Will yeah. Howard played really well, um, got them to that twenty-eight to ten lead. Uh, TCU came all the way back. Will Howard went out for a couple possessions, and by the time he came back in, it was too late. It was it was pretty much too late. So. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. Me too. I just I just have one question for you for this game. Do you like the color purple? 
I I think that every <laughs> I think that every fan should just wear purple. I I mean, let's just say we're rooting for the purple team. Um but yeah, I'm 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 very, very excited. I think it's gonna be a toss up. If if TCU wins, they essentially will solidify their spot within the playoff. If they lose, it's a little more questionable whether they make it or not, but I still think that they will get in there. Yeah. Depending I, on the result of the game. Yeah, you I don't see a version of this that ends up in a blowout. Um, I really don't. I think both of these teams are playing really well right now. They've both hit. Um, uh, they've both hit a really good stride um, in their season. Uh, Kansas State obviously defeating uh, their rival Kansas, and then TCU uh, obliterating Iowa State last weekend. So I don't think you're going to see a version of this where it is a blowout. Um, I think it's going to look a lot like the Baylor Oklahoma State game last year, which ended up coming down to the last possession. Um, now I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring than it was last year. Uh, the Big Twelve Championship, Big Twelve Championship game. Um, but yeah, I think that this is going to be. I think you could flip a coin. Um, in terms of your prediction, and I don't think I could argue with you. Honestly, I think you can make a case for both of these teams. I I agree. I, I really do agree. Um, even though you just said that, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you give give me your pick. I went back and forth on this one. Like I said, I, I like I, I really think you could just flip a coin. Um, now I think TCU has a playoff case if they lose. I think they have every right. And I think they should be in the playoff, even if they lose. Now, barring, like I said, I don't think that this would happen, but barring a a blowout loss in this game, um, I think TCU, TCU should be in the playoff regardless. Um, here's the thing. I think all of the pressure is on TCU right now. Mm. You have their number three in the country, winning your in, guaranteed, no arguments, no debates. You're not leaving it up to the committee. It's your your in. Undefeated. Conference champion. There's no arguments there. Kansas State, meanwhile, not not a shot at the playoff. But this is the first time they're in the Big Twelve championship game. They've got Will Howard. They've they've got a quarterback. You know, like mm-hmm. they know who their quarterback is. They have a dude. And there's essentially no pressure. If they lose this game, okay, TCU goes to playoff. Great. Kansas State still above expectations this year. Came short. But there's no pressure, and I think that in this game, uh, I I think that that ultimately makes a difference. Um, I'll take Kansas State. I don't know in no what fashion. Way. I I think Kansas State is going to be able to pull this one out. Um, you've been saying Tanner, they are just a very disciplined team, um, and they've got players. I I just Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard, Kansas State's defense is. Is solid. They gave TCU a lot of trouble in that first half in Fort Worth. Um, it'll be interesting to see the the coaching matchup here. And again, in, in a rematch, basketball you see rematches all the time. It's not that uncommon. In football, it's very rare. But in the Big Twelve, it happens every year in the championship game. Yep. And it, and it oftentimes it does come down to coaching. It comes down to one or two plays. Um, and I just think that Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard, I think they're able to just make one more play. Well, Greg, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. 
I I gotta go with TCU. One, I'm gonna I'm gonna give two aspects on this. One, emotionally, I'm just I'm just rooting for TCU. I want them to win the Big Twelve Championship. I want them to go 13 and 0 in the regular season, including the championship. I want them to be in the playoff, and I want them to basically prove it to everybody and say, "This is this is the Big Twelve. This is TCU, and we're not scared of anybody, right. no matter no matter who it is." Now that's so that's my emotional side. My actual analysis side, I I do think that it is harder to beat a team twice in one season. I that I think that's a very real thing, but I think Sonny Dykes will be able to. Um, lead his team to a solid victory. I think even though K-State has done a very good job of out-scheming teams, TCU has also done a good job of that, and they have been in these pressure-packed situations where maybe they've had to come back against K-State, against Oklahoma State, or they've been in these like tough situations where you gotta you got to run your, your field goal unit out onto the field. Like They, well, they have handled... Um, nervous situations, tight situations, very well throughout the season, that and so, true. so I think that, I think that TCU because they've been in these these tough spots before. I think that they'll, even if it's a very close game, I think ultimately, <laughs> kind of like what you said, I think Kendra Miller, and um, gosh, Quentin Johnson, Quentin Johnson, um, Max Duggan will be able to make the plays at at the end of the game. I but. can't disagree with you. I know I did technically. I took Kansas <laughs> State, but I mean, again, I just think I think it's going to be a toss up. I think also we have to give a shout out to the Big Twelve in general. This is the only top ten conference championship game mm. out of the whole slate. You've got let's see what is it in the SEC? Georgia LSU. Georgia LSU has fallen out of the top ten after losing to A and M. You have Michigan playing. Purdue, we don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Wait, where's Purdue in the top 20? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. An unranked <laughs> Purdue. And then you have Clemson, North Carolina. So, and North Carolina is, I believe, 17, 18, so, somewhere 23. along those lines. 23 in the Tw- college, 23. college football sorry. playoff rankings. I'm sorry, 23. So, uh, I mean, by far, I think this is the best matchup of your conference championship slate. I agree. From a from a national perspective, not even from us being Big Twelve homers living in Oklahoma. No, I think I think nationally, this is the best game. I think I think this is the game of the week. I have to agree with you. Well, I have TCU. Greg has K State. Obviously, we'll be watching. Um, it's it's going to be a fun game. Let me pose a question to you. Okay, what has to happen? For TCU to make the playoff around them, if they end up losing, if they end up losing, let me give me. Let's give me just one say it, it's a close game because, like I said, I don't think anyone's blowing anyone out in this game. If TCU drops it by a field goal, if they drop it by a field goal, I I don't think even if even if uh, USC wins, um, Ohio State's not playing, Alabama's not playing, Tennessee is not playing. So it's basically it's basically going to be TCU's twelve and one resume. Versus a ten and two Alabama and an eleven and one Ohio State. I I that's going to be that's going to be it's I, I think it would come down to I think the committee has already essentially stated Bama is out unless 
there's some crazy things that happen. I mean, it would have to tech. It would have to be. Well, Ohio State can't. They can't lose because they're they're not playing, and so. neither can Bama. Yeah, so I think some craziness would have to happen, but I think ultimately, unless it's an absolute blowout, I think TCU is is gonna gonna be in the playoff. I certainly hope you're right. <laughs> I can see a scenario where TCU drops this to Kansas State, and the committee puts in Ohio State at four. USC, if they beat Utah, now that's a big if because they lost. They're they one lost, they lost to Utah earlier in the year. Utah, they typically come around this type of in these types of games yep. and, and play really well. Yep. Um. Uh, yeah, I I think. I think that if TCU loses and USC loses, I think you. I think TCU still makes it. I agree. I, I don't think they can put Bama and Ohio State in no. there after not playing. I mean, neither of them won their division. Yep. And and Alabama is a is a two loss team. So. Two loss team. Yeah. So I I really think the only other team outside of the current top four that can make it would be Ohio State. I agree. Um. And and, and I think that that would result. Or the way that would come about would be TCU or USC losing. Yeah, USC and, USC losing would be the more likely uh, for Ohio State to make it because you because that would be USC's second loss of the year. Given both of them would be to Utah, but still their second loss, yep. and then TCU dropping this one, uh, potentially dropping this one, they would still be twelve and one. Right, I think with a more impressive resume than. I mean, a really more impressive resume than Ohio State. That's well, for sure. Of right, right now, of the top top four, um, and I guess even of the top five, including Ohio State, TCU has had the toughest strength of schedule. They they've done more with a more difficult schedule. So, yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. I think. Um, I think that the Michigan Ohio State game last weekend was an elimination game. Michigan obviously won, um, but then some craziness happened. LSU loses on the road to A and M, which I don't think anyone saw that coming. Nope. And found themselves just outside, and and they just need one out of the two, I think, to lose. Um, but even even with a TCU loss, I, it would be it's going to be really interesting to see, and I and I think that. If that were to happen, where the committee stands on the Big Twelve in general, that a lot will be a lot will be said uh, by the decision they make, whether it be TCU or Ohio State. But that is all to be talked about next next week. Um, the conference championship slate is this Saturday, and then the uh, playoff selection show will be the following Sunday, uh, as will. All the bowl games should be announced throughout the day. Um, so we will know by this time next week um, if TCU is going to represent the Big 12 in the playoff. Yes, we will. Um, before we before we close out, um, I have to do this. Uh, <laughs> so Greg and I have have wanted to do this for, for a little while now. And we have officially created... Uh, some social media accounts for our podcasts. So we have created a Instagram account and a Twitter account. We actually haven't posted anything. So, so don't go and stalk our Twitter and Instagram because there's nothing to stock there. Um, but our, our at is 
around around the XII. So around the 12 Roman numerals classic. Um, but that's that's for Instagram and Twitter. I'll say it again. It's a it's at around the XII. Uh, all basically all one word. Um, it's got our podcast logo as our profile picture. So go ahead and give us a follow. Tweet at us. Uh, DM us on Instagram. Give us some comments. We'd love to hear you guys' feedback. And we will be back next week. We love you. Bye.